Good morning, and welcome to Simply Science. It's Wednesday, February 14th. On today's show, science's Valentine, a new hydrogel offers hope for mending broken hearts, and Chinese scientists have developed a gene-editing tool that simplifies the process in plants. Plus, the Northeast Science and Technology Center campus unveils the next phase of development for the former Merck HQ in the U.S. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Science. We start off with a groundbreaking development where scientists have created a gel derived from wood pulp that can repair damaged heart tissue and enhance cancer treatments. This innovative hydrogel has been developed by Dr. Elizabeth Prince, a chemical engineering researcher at the University of Waterloo, in collaboration with researchers from the University of Toronto and Duke University. Here to delve into this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this hydrogel and its potential applications? Certainly, David. This synthetic material is made using cellulose nanocrystals derived from wood pulp. It's engineered to replicate the fibrous nanostructures and properties of human tissues, thereby recreating its unique biomechanical properties. One of the key applications of this hydrogel is in the field of personalized cancer treatment. That's fascinating. Can you elaborate on how this hydrogel can be used in cancer treatment? Dr. Prince has used these human tissue mimetic hydrogels to promote the growth of small-scale tumor replicas derived from donated tumor tissue. These tumor organoids can be used for drug testing, potentially allowing researchers to develop personalized therapies for a specific patient. The idea is to test the effectiveness of cancer treatments on these mini-tumor organoids before administering the treatment to patients. That's a significant advancement in personalized medicine, but I understand this hydrogel also has potential in tissue regeneration, particularly for heart tissue. Can you tell us more about that? Dr. Prince's research group is developing similar biomimetic hydrogels for regenerative medical applications. The aim is to use injected filamentous hydrogel material to regrow heart tissue damaged after a heart attack. The nanofibers in the hydrogel act as a scaffolding for the regrowth and healing of damaged heart tissue. This approach is unique as most gels currently used in tissue engineering or 3D cell culture don't possess this nanofibrous architecture. What's next for this research? The next step in Dr. Prince's research is to use conductive nanoparticles to make electrically conductive nanofibrous gels. These could potentially be used to heal heart and skeletal muscle tissue, further expanding the potential applications of this innovative hydrogel. Michael, thank you for the insights on the promising development in regenerative medicine and personalized cancer treatment. In a similar vein of scientific breakthroughs, Chinese scientists have developed a new approach to gene editing in plants that could significantly simplify the process. The innovation, developed by a team at the Southern University of Science and Technology in Shenzhen, could reduce the time it takes to edit genes in plants from up to a year to just about two weeks. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this new approach? Certainly, David. The new method known as cut-dip budding, or CDB, skips some of the traditionally tedious steps of gene editing in plants, including tissue culture. 
The process involves creating a wound in a part of the plant that is more likely to regenerate, such as a leaf or root. This part is then dipped into a solution containing a bacterium called agrobacterium, which helps deliver the gene editor enzyme into the plant cells. Finally, the edited or modified cells are regenerated. That sounds like a significant advancement. How does this compare to the conventional methods of gene editing in plants? Conventional methods of heritable gene editing in plants can take months, and in some cases, up to a year. These methods require tissue culture, where edited cells are exposed to various hormones and then induced to acquire specialized structures and functions before developing into whole plants capable of producing offspring. This process is known to be tedious and inefficient. The new CDB method, on the other hand, could reduce this process to about two weeks. And what impact could this have on the use of gene editing in plants? Gene editing in plants has led to a number of revolutionary achievements, such as increasing crop yields and breeding seeds more resistant to disease and adaptable to adverse environments. However, the process has been limited by the difficulty of delivering the editors into cells to be modified more efficiently. This new method could significantly lower the threshold for gene editing and increase its efficiency, potentially leading to even more advancements in the field. Has this new method been tested on any specific plants? Yes. The scientists applied the method to Taraxacum coxagis, a plant that has been widely studied for its excellent natural rubber production. However, the team has tested the technology on more than 20 plant species, and they believe it has the potential to become a general-purpose approach. What has been the response from the scientific community to this new method? The researchers' first paper introducing the method was published in late 2022 and has drawn a lot of attention from peers, leading to the publication of many follow-up papers. However, further investigation is needed in these early stages of the method's development to evaluate its potential impact on plant research and agricultural production. Thanks for that update, Celeste. Now, shifting our focus to the world of biotechnology, Onyx Equities, the managing member of the joint venture that owns the Northeast Science and Technology Nest Center, has announced the next phase of the campus's evolution into an international life science and biotechnology hub. They are teaming up with Outshine Properties to renovate and lease the Nest campus. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this partnership and what it means for the Nest Center? Certainly, David. After purchasing the property from Merck in 2023, Onyx Equities is now partnering with Outshine Properties to implement a strategy for renovating and leasing the Nest campus. This strategic partnership aims to transform the Nest Center campus into a global epicenter for biotechnology. What does the Nest Center currently offer, and how will these renovations enhance its capabilities? The Nest Center is already quite impressive. It spans over 100 acres and includes 2 million square feet of existing facilities. This includes 1.4 million square feet of state-of-the-art laboratories and biomanufacturing facilities. 500,000 square feet of Class A professional office space, an existing vivarium, and over 30 acres of redevelopment opportunities. The renovations will kick off with the 280,000 square foot pilot research and development plant, which is specifically tailored to meet the unique needs of life science companies, especially those engaged in biomanufacturing. 
And what about prospective tenants? What can they expect from the Nest Center? Prospective life science tenants, particularly those involved in cutting-edge research, such as cell, gene, and immunotherapy, will find an environment that can meet their specialized requirements. The campus also offers robust utility infrastructure capable of supporting advanced data storage and processing capabilities. This allows organizations the opportunity to leverage technology such as AI for their research and development. What's next for the Nest Center after these renovations? In the coming year, the campus will host its first ever life science conference in partnership with Bizno. This conference will bring together life science real estate professionals for transformative discussions and unparalleled insights, setting the stage for exploration of innovation within the life sciences industry. Thanks for that report, James. It's always exciting to hear about new scientific developments. In a similar vein, let's turn our attention to a new analysis from researchers in Canada and Norway. This study suggests that quitting smoking at any age can add years to a person's life expectancy. The research, which tracked the health of nearly 1.5 million adults over 15 years, found that smokers who quit for up to a decade could hope to live nearly as long as someone who has never smoked. Bella, a correspondent for Simply Science, is here to discuss this further. Bella, can you tell us more about this study and its findings? Certainly, David. The study found that quitting smoking is incredibly effective in reducing the risk of death, and the benefits can be seen quite quickly. If a person stops smoking for fewer than three years, they can potentially avert five years of life lost. If they can quit for a decade, they can potentially avert a decade of life lost. The younger a person is when they quit, the greater the increase in their life expectancy. That's quite remarkable. What were the specific health risks associated with smoking that were studied? The study looked at the risk of death from diseases directly related to smoking, like stroke, cardiac arrest, or cancer. Smokers in the study, who were between the ages of 40 and 80, lost on average about 12 to 13 years from their lives compared to never smokers. However, people who managed to quit smoking for 10 years seemed to nearly reverse the all-cause fatality risks associated with their old habit. So quitting smoking can significantly reduce the risk of these diseases. Yes, that's correct. The risk of death from diseases directly related to smoking were significantly alleviated for those who quit. However, it's important to note that the study found that the risk of death from lung conditions was not as significantly reduced among former smokers as other health conditions, reflecting long-term irreversible airway damage. What does this mean for smokers who are considering quitting? The message from the study is clear. It's never too late to quit smoking. The impact is fast and quitting can reduce risk across major diseases, leading to a longer and better quality of life. Even if a person over 40 stops smoking for 10 years, they can potentially avert eight years of life loss due to cancer. This means they are only four years behind a never smoker in that risk category. That's certainly encouraging news for those looking to quit. Thanks for that report, Bella. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Science. We'll see you back here tomorrow.